Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome back to Get Fit Guy. Coach Kevin Don here. And this week, I want to have a look at inner versus outer work in fitness, what it means and how it can be useful. A little story first. A couple of weeks ago, a lady I coached karate to came to class. And to say that her eye circles were so dark that she looked like Uncle Fester out of the Adams family would be kind. As she arrived at the class, she walked in the door, furiously typing away on her phone, didn't say hello to anyone, and every single time there was a water break, she went off to check her phone. This isn't something I enjoy because I think that when you cross the threshold of the training area, you have to leave all that stuff outside. For your own good but also for the good of others. In combat sports, it's wise to be relaxed and to be present so that we don't injure each other. Anyway, after class, I asked her what's up, and she told me she has a lot of work to do. She was checking emails. I asked her, you know, what does she do for herself? She said, well, karate and hit classes at the gym. I said, well, what do you do to relax? She said, yes, that's what I do to relax, karate and hit classes at the gym. And this is really something quite common. I hear this stuff all the time, that people are enjoying getting involved with high-intensity things or getting into the pain cave as a distraction from their stress. Because, I mean, nothing distracts you from pain like more pain, right? The problem with this is that high-intensity exercise, combat sports, and so on, are actually stress. They activate what's called the sympathetic nervous system. As time rolls forwards, it's very likely that if you spend all day in a sympathetic state and then go to hit yourself with even more sympathetic situations at the gym after your day at work, you'll burn yourself out totally. Here's a quick refresher. There are two sides to our autonomic nervous system, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. You might have heard these words before in relation to mental health or panic attacks. The sympathetic nervous system activates our fight or flight response, our pupils dilate, salivation stops, heart rate increases, digestion is inhibited, and we secrete stress hormones. The parasympathetic activates our rest and digest response. We relax, we can digest food, repair tissues, and so on. Now, in the event that someone wants to call me out on this, I also want to point out that homeostasis of bodily function, or just keeping our, our regulation all day, means we're always running in some sort of sympathetic state, but that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm referring to the higher end of the response, that sympathetic nervous system that's designed to help us to survive. 
flooding us with adrenaline and other stress response hormones, which aid us to survive dangerous or deadly situations by fighting or escaping. As you can imagine, we're really exhausting if this occurs on the daily. Can you imagine getting chased by a saber-toothed tiger every time you walked out the door? It would be horrific and tiring. Modern living is a lot more comfortable than what cavemen lived through. Your nervous system doesn't know the difference between a tiger and the grilling from your boss, or a great white shark, an intense CrossFit or martial arts training session with loud, high beat per minute music. High intensity exercise is not relaxation. And if you have a high stress daily life, learning to be more parasympathetic is going to be more healthy and more sustainable. So this is where I want to circle in the idea of learning to work in and not work out. Working in is where we're going to prioritize protocols that help us with our parasympathetic state. This could be prioritizing your sleep, establishing a regular circadian rhythm. I love it when I'm living closer to the equator because I can wake with the sun and sleep with the moon all year round. We can do breath work, meditation, go for a massage, other self-care routines, eating nourishing food, getting sun exposure, and grounding ourselves. That could be walking barefoot in the sand or the grass or going for a swim in the ocean. Basically, anything that relaxes you and slows you down can be really hard because to pull a quote from Eckhart Tolle, it's all about the power of now. If you're stressed out, it often takes another powerful stressor to disrupt the situation and bring you into the current moment. But in an ongoing scenario such as life, We simply cannot sustain being sympathetic day in and day out, and it would be much more advisable to have a look at how we can slow down and recover as our coping strategy. Remember, stress isn't a disease. It's an external factor, but ongoing exposure to it can and does cause illness and disease. Depression, digestive issues, chronic headaches, high blood pressure, impaired immune function, insomnia and weight gain are all side effects of ongoing stress. Coping strategies such as alcohol, tobacco, drugs, poor food choices or excess food and chronic hard exercise are all less healthy support pillars than learning how to chill. In the immortal words of Ali G, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Now, before I go, I want to share my response to a listener email that I received recently. Remember, if you have a burning question for me, you can always email it into getfitguyatquickanddirtytips.com where I'll either answer your email, answer it on the show, or just delete it if it's super weird. So here we go. Hi, Kevin. I've been enjoying your show and appreciate your no-nonsense approach to training myths. I wonder if you could tell me if this is a myth. I've been told that it is hard to gain muscle while running because running is catabolic, while strength training is anabolic. So catabolic means breaking down tissue. 
I'm female and in my 40s, and I know that strength training is crucial for maintaining muscle and bone density. Yep. But I also enjoy running. Is the running I'm doing undoing the time I'm spending lifting weights? I lift heavy twice a week, and I run four days a week. I'd appreciate any insight you could give me on balancing the two. Thanks so much, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much for your email, and thank you for listening to the show. Running is indeed catabolic. In fact, the process of just being alive is catabolic. When we draw time out to infinity, muscle mass is very costly to the body to build and costly to maintain. So the body is kind of a default setting to always try and shed unnecessary muscle mass in order to preserve energy. That's why weight training is important because you're signaling your body that muscle is necessary for tasks at hand and therefore should be kept. I'm not sure that I could say that running is undoing your strength training because I don't have enough data to make that determination. You do have those metrics though, which is just look at things and say, are you continuing to get stronger or have you plateaued? Has your body weight increased there by, you know, signaling that we're gaining muscle because muscle mass is heavy? Has the circumference of your thighs or your arms or your torso increased? If the answers are no, then it could be, yes, you're doing too much running for the goal of building muscle mass and gaining bone density. The most important thing to me is to wind all this back to the question of why. If you have a running goal, let's say you're training for a marathon or a 10K or maybe a triathlon, then I could say definitely four times a week on a running program is a useful idea. But if you don't have a goal with it and it's just something that you enjoy but is detrimental to another outcome muscle and bone health, maybe it's time to dispassionately reassess. I recently had to do the same. I was traveling quite far every Friday to participate in a sport because I liked the people. But when I removed my personal feelings and looked at things in a pros, cons, risk and reward scenario, I realized I was maybe better off cutting that training session. This is just a long response for me to say, I don't know. If I said four days was too much running, take it down to two, and put your strength training up to three, and then add an extra rest day, would it make you happy? You said you enjoy running. So if we change things and you're less happy, that's also not a good situation to be in. Ultimately, only you have the data to make the decision, weighing all of the factors in, like health, personal goals, and of course happiness. But to circle back to your original question, if running is catabolic, yes. If you have a training question, if you're looking to get individual training program design from me, I'm actually really good at that. Or just want to say hi. I'd also appreciate that. Sometimes I feel like I write these things, they just go out into the universe. You know, I maybe get a couple of emails, but I'd certainly love to hear from more people. So you can get in touch with me by heading over to the Get Fit Guy Facebook page or sending me an email at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. You can also check out Quick Dirty Tips on Instagram and uh, give that a follow, and you can see all of the podcasts we have. There's nutrition, and there's grammar, all sorts of cool, interesting stuff. Anyway, Get Fit Guy is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. Thanks to the team at Quick and Dirty Tips, Adam Cecil, Morgan Christensen, Holly Hutchings, and Davina Tomlin. I'm your host, Kevin Don. If you have a question for me, bang me out a voicemail at 510-353-3104, or send me an email at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. For more information about the show, visit quickanddirtytips.com or check out the show notes in your podcast app.